This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 245 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Global Dressage Forum North America. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hello, Reese. Hey. Hey, Philip, how are you? Um, I could be better, actually. I gotta tell the truth. Uh, I know that just before coming on the show and doing our recording, you and I have both been really complaining about oh. the awful winter that's been happening to us. I don't think you and I can, I, I can't be positive anymore. I'm done. Actually, <laughs> I've gotta confess that yesterday, <laughs> very rarely have I ever actually thrown in the towel. But Philip, I happened to be the first person I talked to after, because it's just been a terrible week up here. I'm sure everyone else is having the same problem we are, but we got ice yesterday, and ice and horses and owning a farm just equals hell. I mean, it just does. There's nothing good about what, what was happening. And I, we had no heat. All, 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 I mean, no electricity. We had no power, all, yeah. Yeah, no power. We had no power. It had been out since about 9 o'clock the night before, you know, which is fine. I mean, it was warm enough that, you know, Trav and I were warm and Annie, we were fine in the apartment. Everything was fine. I did do night check with a headlamp. The horses really enjoyed that. That was their favorite <laughs> was the headlamp. Oh, they, 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 every time I'd walk by the stall, I was snorting and kicking and, and it was windy and oh, it was really, it was really a terrible storm. And it happened to be just sort of like right in my area for I was the lucky duck. So we lost power and it was because a limb was crossing the road and hit the power lines. Of course, then we had to deal with cutting the limb and I couldn't get out my driveway or open the gate because there was no power. I mean, it just was like went on and on. And, and, and as we all know, when you own a farm, your help quits when it's cold and they don't want to come. And I mean, it was just one of those days anyways. And then some snow and, fell on your head or something. Not then... just snow. Not just snow. So our shavings pile, the the top on our shavings pile, we've been kind of working on a design for it. And um, it clearly needs some more support. But there was like, you know, a dip in it. And I was like, all right. I told my sweet, awesome working student, Alexis, assistant. I said, okay, come on. We, we need to push this up, which was the worst idea ever. Um, I said, we better get this out or it's going to break the tarp. So we had one of our students come and we went to push it up. It's really funny now. But again, I have no heat, no power, nothing. And my student and we're all three of us are in. I'm in the middle. While as we're pushing it up, the, the tarp caves in right where I am. So I get a shower of ice cold, wintry snow ice water. I'm drenched. It was my shower for the day. That's, and that, at that, that, point, that was right about right after that. I think you called me and had a bit I, of a freak I, yeah. out. I, I absolutely had a meltdown. I had to call Philip <laughs> anyways, and I just I think I, I I was slightly hysterical, crying. Yeah, it was really. I just I, and then I said, oh. and, and again, remember, I have no heat, so I can't yeah. like run in and take a warm shower. I literally took off my clothes, put them in a heap, got in my truck, and and drove to town um, to our little our local cafe and 
I actually, we all, the whole barn, we all went and I just said, we're, <laughs> so we're forget having it. lunch. <laughs> we're going. We did. We did. So, so I don't know. I'm sure you guys can absolutely Facebook us some other funny experiences that it, funny. Now it was obviously not at all funny at the time. Um, no, at the time. No. But uh, I knew it Phillip, wasn't time to laugh at Reese, on the, but no. I think everybody has been, I mean, they got <laughs> snow in Texas, Reese. Come yeah. On, oh, God. I don't even know what to say, Phil. The whole con is all messed up. It's just other than other than you and I next week get to go to Florida (laughs) to Wellington and we're covering the Global Dressage Forum North America. And I could not be more excited. Number one, I I always love hanging out with you, Phil. We always have an awesome time, and we get to see a weekend of great horses and riders. So really, really looking forward to it. I I feel like we can make it till Thursday. I'm leaving on Thursday, so we can make. Yeah, I hope we can. Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope we can. That sounds good. <laughs> I know. So, Phil, it's you and I this week. Glenn is, I think Glenn is enjoying the Florida sun and didn't yeah, want to come inside. I think he to said he's got us. family visiting and they're going to go yes. to Disney or something. He's having a great time. I'm glad he's he not. Is. Yeah, he's not, he's not allowed on the show this week to commiserate no. with us because he's no. not, got nothing to commiserate about. And all he'd say is move to Florida. So it's probably <laughs> good that Glenn is enjoying the 75, 80 degree weather and I hope he gets a bit of a sunburn. Is all I have to say. <laughs> so it's you and oh, me this week. Don't, don't wish others ill. It's it'll be okay. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> I don't know, Phil. I had a all meltdown right. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Phil, there's some great news coming in from Wellington, and also about my just the person I love the most is Charlotte Dujardin. Yes, and um, Catherine Bateson Chandler. I like her too. She's awesome. But Charlotte Dujardin was it was uh, announced today double Olympic and European championship gold medal and number one in the world with Fallegro. She's holding a symposium in the U.S. in Los Angeles, March 8th and 9th. So um, there's information that just came out on the web. And gosh, that would be fun. I would totally like to go to L.A. March 8th and 9th. I don't know if it will happen, but it sounds yeah, wonderful. Yeah, sounds cool. Sounds fun. It does. Um, this week in Wellington, the richest dressage competition in the Western Hemisphere with total prize money of over $163,000 is to be staged at Adokin Global Dressage Festival and drawing riders from nine countries, including four Olympic combinations. So big show going on this week. It's a, There's a three-star and a four-star so uh, we'll be looking for results from that and cheering on our own countries and, uh, you know, lots of Canadian riders down there, lots of Americans, and uh, let's hope they don't get their butts kicked by the Europeans. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm really excited, and like I said, I'm, I'll be happy to go see those horses when we're down there for sure. Well, actually, we got uh, results from the from the three-star. Catherine Bates-Sandler oh, yeah. and Wellnetta uh, posted their first international victory today in uh, winning the Adequin Global Dressage Festival CDI three-star Grand Prix to become the first American rider to win a CDI big tour class in Florida this winter circuit. So congratulations. So it looks like a, a very promising combination maybe for the, um, the world championship. For the wag, yeah, and, for the wag. And uh, it looks good. So. And I love Catherine. She, she was here in Kentucky and came to my house uh, several times during the World Equestrian Games in 2010. Um, and she had another horse that she rode there. And she is absolutely the most wonderful person, awesome heart. And I just she's one of those riders that I always cheer on and so excited that she has a, has yeah, a new we, horse. Yeah, we've had her on the show before. So yep. if people want to check out that show, you can uh, check show notes and stuff uh, on the website. It's kind Absolutely. of cool to be able to go back through, and if uh, you've missed a few episodes, that's uh, a way to way to do it, anyways. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, Phil, we have some kind of very sad news and this is a uh, awful story. This is a terrible story and I, and I'm really sorry to bring it up, but, um, Kristen Becker, uh, she is a Brentina rider. I met her at Brentina cup. Absolutely lovely young lady from Georgia. She lost, uh, four horses in a barn fire, uh, this week. And she is just a great person. She lost four horses, including Brentina horse Ramsey. Um, and the fire department got there quickly, but the whole barn was a complete loss in 18 yeah, I horses. Mean, in 18 horses in total. This is an awful story. It's, and, and I'm just chills. It happens. And, um, so I'm sure that, uh, Yes, and there there is some information. We got our information off of Dressage Daily. There is a fund set up for her uh, to help her rebuild, uh, and it's it's just a tragic story. So, um, you know, our condolences go to Kristen and all her horses, and and I know she is a determined young lady, and she will be back. But um, uh, but uh, if anybody is you know during this time can can help her, I know she would be greatly appreciative. She's a lovely, lovely person. So. Mm. Yeah. And Phil, do you, I mean, my, I have to personal story side note, my uncle is a trainer and he lost eight horses in a barn fire. Um, it's and- awful. I mean, it's just awful, you know, uh, when I, thankfully, and I'm going to knock on wood that, you know, I haven't experienced, uh, something like this, uh, before, but I mean, there's a whole number of things that can happen. I mean, you know, with weather related things and absolutely. And, and, and I and think barn that- fires and, and, uh, yeah, it just, you know, yeah. thankfully, you know, our equestrian community is strong and people are, there's wonderful people out there that, that, uh, you know, are willing to help out and who can help out, uh, when these situations Absolutely. happen. So, and I think that it's, it, this time of year is good because, you know, we want to be inside anytime we can, um, to think about that in your barn, to think, I think it's, it's hard, like, you know, for example, you know, we lost power and, you know, we have a generator, but I don't think we actually, we've never pulled it out. We never know. If, I don't even know if it works. <laughs> So it made Travis and I say, oh, you know what? We really need to, yeah. you don't think about it until you need it. And you don't Pre- think about preparedness. preparedness yeah. And, yeah. Like this, yeah. and um, yeah, you know, certainly. That's a good point, Reese. Yeah. I point. certainly, we're not, I'm not an expert by any means um, in any of it. But there are people that are, there are resources. Uh, again, if anybody um, has any questions, we will certainly try to find the answer. But it's a good time to just think about that this winter and, and think about how you can, you know, fire extinguishers and we have outside exits in our barn so we can get, you know, in theory, get them out as, as quickly as we can. We don't keep a lot of hay in the barn for that reason. So, you know, things that things like that, but certainly share um, with us. But there are other resources online, lots of really good ones, better than Philip and I to talk about it. So, yeah. Yep. Well, to change the subject a little bit. And to move to on a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Move on to a great, um, this is my my favorite event in Wellington. It is the Challenge of the Americas, and it's March 7th, and it's to benefit Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And this is another, we're trying to give everybody some events in Florida. If you can't make it next weekend to the Global Dressage Forum North America, really, this event is awesome. Go it's all about present. fun. Yeah. I mean, it's kind uh, of a competition because uh, a lot of the um, high performance riders um, are there, but they they compete in quadrilles set up to music, choreography, and um, I think there's a little bit of costume as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I haven't been to the Challenge of the Americas, but I oh, know that everybody talks awesome. about how much fun it is. And uh, it benefits breast cancer research, which is a great, which is a great cause. And 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that will be March 7th, right? That's a little later yes. than it usually is. I think it's usually in February. I think they, yeah, I think they changed it. Uh, there's yeah. so much that goes on in Florida in February. So they moved it. And it is so much fun. We usually just sit on the lawn, take a picnic and, and watch. And ugh, it's you can buy tickets and, and do the fancy. And But also I, there's a you know general mission ticket that you don't have to sign up in advance and literally go with a picnic basket and sit on the polo field. It's awesome. So that's a that's a fun event if you're looking for one more event to get down to the sun and fun uh that's that's a good one weekend to go for sure awesome and then the last thing i guess in our news column here um one of the writers that we've had uh on the show cassie bartow do you want to tell us a little bit about some news from her sure she was on the show she is a great girl she's worked really hard in her life um and she uh bought a horse for a dollar. She told the story on, on one of our other article on one of our other shows and she bought this horse for a dollar and she won the horse of course high score award at the Adequan Dressage Festival 3 star CDI 74.459 um and uh, it's fourth level awesome. test 2 yeah fourth right? level test 2 yeah fourth so, level test 2 uh congratulations yeah i mean she yep uh, and it just we, shows yeah with hard work and you know sometimes you don't need that horse you know she told us the story on how challenging he was and that difficult but she horse had, yeah yep. and that she was determined to get through some problems and uh and so we just want to congratulate her because she's yep. obviously worked really hard with this horse and uh that work is paying off she's doing a great job and uh Scoring really high there. Fourth level, that's a, that's a great score. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, Phil, we have a great show today. We are uh, going to get an update on the Global Dressage Forum North America from Andrea Stano. Um, he is um, the director of the event, so looking forward to his update. And then we have a great trainer tip about productive lunging with Tammy Crawford from Tennessee. Um, she was came on another show uh, that I was helping Glenn with, and um, she talked about this concept of productive lunging, and it's not something that we have talked about on our show very much. So uh, I invited her on for our weekly trainer tip. So should be a great show. Looking forward to that. And right after this commercial break, we will talk with Andrea Stano. The Global Dressage Forum North America, the ultimate educational experience where champions meet. After this winter, who won't want to be in Wellington, Florida for the second annual Global Dressage Forum North America presented by DressageClinic.com. Mark your calendars and book your plane tickets for the event of the season, Saturday, February 15th and Sunday, February 16th at the Jim Brandon Center. Some of the world's most recognized dressage experts and educators, including Stefan Clark, international rider Jan Brink, Conrad Schumacher, Christoph Hess, and many, many more will be presenting onstage demonstrations, lectures, interactive discussions, and panels consisting of some of the world's most internationally recognized trainers and judges. Did we mention the shopping in the warm Florida sun in February? The Global Dressage Forum North America 2014 is presenting the highest profile educational gathering ever to be held in North America, encouraging every dressage rider from across the U.S. and Canada to come and participate in this gathering representing dressage education in its finest form. Buy your tickets now as seating is limited. Be sure to use the coupon code USDF, the number 4, DFNA. That's USDF, the number 4, DFNA, all caps 
for a big savings on your tickets. Visit the website today at globaldressageforumna.com or call them at 561-909-7621. That's 561-909-7621. Let them know you heard about it on the Dressage Radio Show. Well, we have been talking about it all show, but Philip and I are so excited about the Global Dressage Forum North America, and Andreas Stano, the executive producer, is on with us today. How are you, Andreas? Very good. How are you? We um, are literally <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the weather is a big, you know, a big contributor to our excitement to get out of here, but uh, um, it just sounds like a wonderful event and so many great trainers are going to be there and, uh, you know, we're going to be visiting friends and there's, you know, it's just such a great thing. So, Well, not to, not to stick it to you, but it is nice and beautiful, warm down here in Florida <laughs> and uh, it's 80 degrees and it's sunny every day. So I know I've been hearing about all the weather in the Northeast. So yeah, Florida well, is the place to be. The place to be. Exactly. And the show, you will have a week. The show will go live tomorrow, which is uh, Friday. So you have exactly a week to come get your tickets, get your tickets and come make down. Make your arrangements. Yeah. Exactly. So, Andreas, let's start with the schedule. What are st- what's going to be happening next Friday, a week from when the show airs, so people can get down there still? Well, um, the program actually has been extended slightly from uh, previously. There's been some additions to uh, even add a little bit more excitement to it. Um, uh, well, let me start with uh, before the program or the actual um, forum begins which is the Saturday, Sunday, what's happening is that we're offering what we call the GDFNA Masterclass Program. And we created this program to be able to give uh, riders the opportunity to ride on a one-to-one private basis with any one of the clinicians that are appearing on the program. So on the uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, immediately before the Saturday that the forum begins, we have uh, at the Jim Brandon Center, in all the outside dressage rings, there's about five of them, we will be having um, simultaneously clinics from the educators of the forum. So um, on February uh, 12th, to the 14th, we have Christoph Hess, who will be giving, uh, with Eckhart Mainers, he will be giving um, lessons on a one-to-one basis. And from the riders that are riding in, in that clinic, uh, Christoph Hess is going to choose which of the riders in the clinic will be chosen to become demonstration riders for the forum, for, for his presentation. So this, you know, it this is not only an opportunity for these riders to ride with the clinician, but it also gives them an opportunity to make an appearance as demonstration riders in the forum. So that's uh, February 12th to the 14th and February 13th to the 14th. Tina Wilhelmsen will be giving private lessons to a variety of riders. At the same time, Crystalette Boland, six-time Olympic uh, team rider for Canada with Udo Lange, they'll be giving their clinics in their ring. Arthur Kotas will be giving his lessons in his ring. Conrad Schumacher will be giving his lessons in his ring. And Stephen Clark will be giving um, Thursday, Friday, all day, private one-to-one lessons with a variety of riders. 
and uh, from those riders that um, will be riding in the clinic with uh, Stephen Clark, uh, one or two or three of those riders will be chosen as demonstration ride, uh, riders to be in the Stephen Clark presentation. So the uh, GDFNA Masterclass program is basically a, a continuing education program to the forum that we have um, organized. And all ticket holders uh, are invited to come and audit these lessons and they can choose uh, which ring they would like to sort of watch or look at and or which clinician they can follow. So it's sort of a three days of nonstop clinics at the Jim Brandon in the outside dressage rings. In the meantime, as all this is going on, we will be uh, building the production for the forum itself. And there's several production companies coming in there to set up. It's a very big production. And um, so that's about the masterclass program. And for the program itself of the forum, uh, just to give a final review of what's going on, we start Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. And George Williams, USDF president, will be giving his um, state of dressage in the U.S. speech to bring up to date all dressage riders in the U.S. as to what is happening. Uh, from Canada, Desi Dillingham will be giving a state of the of state of dressage in Canada speech um, to inform about you know what's going on in Canada. We have all our friends in Canada that are so important and significant to uh, you know the entire North American scene. Also, oh, right. yeah, I oh, like that. Yeah. That's right. Well, we had Desi, we had Desi on the show not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and we had Desi on, and she's great, and uh, we're really looking forward to hearing from her as well. She's a right, a super inspirational kind of uh, speaker, and exactly, that be fun. yeah. And there's so many Canadian dressage riders down here in Florida, so it's uh, Canada is very much part of the uh, festivities, and then we also have uh, Judith Noon who is from the Dressage Foundation, and she will give us a short speech about the Dressage Foundation's goals and objectives for the year to come. And that's, those are just a few short speeches to get things going, and then we go straight into Jan Brink, and he will be giving a presentation on clarity for successful dressage training, where he will be riding a young horse that he's never seen before, never ridden before, and uh, this is part of our... Uh, you know, uh, educational type of uh, progressive understanding about riding horses for the very first time. We all have to ride a horse for the very first time. So there's a little bit of a technique to it. There's a little bit of a procedure to it. So Jan Brink will be taking us through that. And then we continue with Sue Leffler, who's uh, an authority on centered riding with a lecture. And... Um, after the lecture of Sue Leffler at uh, 12.45, we have uh, Yvonne Bartot with KYB Dressage, who will be giving an exhibition freestyle, The Lion King. So she will be doing The Lion Ooh, King. Like a that's bit of an fun update. Yeah, yeah. That's, she does a beautiful job. Oh, lovely. That'll be exactly. fun. Exactly. And uh, so she's presenting The Lion King. And as soon as we finish with that, we go into a lunch break. We have uh, over 20 vendors for shopping. And uh, we have lunch boxes for all the general seating uh, ticket holders. We have uh, lunch for the VIPs, etc. 
it's a wonderful time for everyone to sort of meet their friends, uh, catch up with everyone. And as soon as uh, we finish with lunch, we go to with uh, Crystalit Bolin and Udo Lang, and they'll be doing a presentation on understanding the refinement of the dressage horse. And the panel members for that session are Charlotte Bredal, Betsy Steiner, Leslie Reed, Pam Goodrich, and Mette Rosenkrantz. And uh, following after that, uh, Johann Schleser will give us a lecture, uh, which is identified as, Is Your Horse Suffering in Pain? And this is uh, a lecture on the understanding and fundamentals of the horse's back, subtle structure, etc. And uh, immediately after the lecture of Johann Schleser, we have uh, Christoph Hess with Eckhart Meiners, who will be doing a presentation on uh, position, seat, uh, etc., the panel for that will be Anne Gribbins, Walker Brahman, Kathy Connolly, George Williams, Arthur Cottas. Wow. And uh, then we go into the next day, um, Sunday morning. We begin with uh, Terry uh, Gallo, who will be doing a lecture on understanding the freestyle. And during the lecture, Betsy Steiner will be riding a freestyle. And uh, after Betsy finishes the riding the freestyle, she'll come on stage and uh, there'll be a debate with uh, Terry Gallo on what just happened in the arena. Betsy will be discussing about what she was feeling, what was going on. Terry is the one who actually designed the freestyle. So that should be very interesting about freestyles. Um, as soon as that lecture is over, we continue on with Tina Wilhelmsen and Bo Yena, and they're doing a presentation, Discovering the Horse. Uh, Bo Yena, who's the chef to keep of the Swedish team, and, uh, you know, uh, Tina Wilhelmsen is a superstar for Sweden. She's been basically cleaning up with everything. And uh, the panel for that is Anne Gribbins, Charlotte Bredal, Kathy Connolly, George Williams, and Leslie Reed. And after we finish with Tina Wilhelmsen and Bo Yena, we'll go into a lunch. And um, then after lunch, we continue with a lecture presentation by Suzanne Van Dietz. Uh, Suzanne Van Dietz is a very, uh, very, very respected uh, equine expert for dressage. She's written over six books with Trafalgar Square Press. And she's going to be doing a lecture on uh, discussing balance in movement, the importance of rhythm within the circle of AIDS. That should be very interesting. All of Suzanne Van Dietz's lectures are really fascinating. And uh, parentheses is that we have uh, an overhead LED screen, which is 10 feet high and 17 feet wide. Wow. This is a, a gigantic, a big uh, yeah, very big. big screen so that Super. everyone from anywhere in the stadium is going to be able to see detail as things are happening in the arena. So, after we finish with uh, Suzanne Van Dietz, we bring on stage Conrad Schumacher. And Conrad Schumacher will be doing Understanding the Importance of Classical Riding. Uh, we'll have a face-to-face -face discussion with uh, Conrad Schumacher about his theories, philosophies on the methods and developing dressage horses and riders. There'll be arena demonstrations with uh, chosen demonstration riders. And the panel members for this session with uh, Conrad Schumacher will be Volker Brahman. Betsy Steiner, Arthur Cottas, Pam Goodrich, and Mette Rosenkrantz. Following the uh, Schumacher's presentation, uh, we are happy to say that one of the attendees of the forum will be walking away with uh, a brand new saddle. Wow. Oh, Fingers crossed, Philip. Uh, 
this is a beautiful brand new saddle valued uh, over $4,000 and we have a draw. So all the attendees for all the attendees of our, our audience, whether they're general seating or VIPs, will have a chance to win this saddle. Um, Sharon Bournet will come on stage and present the saddle to the lucky winner. Following this, uh, we go into a very short break, and then we begin with the Stephen Clark presentation, which is so anticipated by everyone. Uh, Stephen Clark will be presenting a lecture. The Foundations of Dressage, getting to know uh, Stephen Clark with an interview, and then uh, there'll be arena demonstrations with uh, riders that have been chosen to be demonstration riders for Stephen Clark, and then we go into a debate, interactive discussion on stage with the panel members being Anne Gribbins, Leslie Reed, Kathy Connolly, George Williams, and Arthur Cottas. After we finish wow. with Stephen Clark, we go into a new portion of our program, which is the Aspiring Paradressage Rider Scholarship Award. And um, this, is, um, this is in uh, cooperation with PATH uh, International, the therapeutic association who helps handicap riders uh, all over the nation. So the recipient of the... Um, uh, para Dressage Aspiring Scholarship Award to, will go to Kelby Barenko, who is also the USDF 2014 Volunteer of the Year winner. And Kelby oh. is a very wow. dedicated volunteer. He, uh, he has dreams. He has hopes. He is a dedicated dressage rider. Of course, he needs a better horse. He needs a lot of uh, training, guidance, and as a financial award to him and for the scholarship award, what we are doing is we are taking $10 off the general seating tickets that are sold after January 1st. And we are giving this money to Kelby Barranco as a financial assistance to continue his lessons, continue his training and continue the inspiration that he has for himself. So after we finish uh, with the um, aspiring Paradressage Rider Scholarship Award, then we finish the uh, Sunday program with the uh, presentation of the GDFNA 2014 Lifetime Dressage Achievement Award that will this year be given to Stephen Clark, who is also FEI Dressage Judge General. This award will be presented to uh, Stephen Clark by USDF President Mr. George Williams and also Judith Noon from the Dressage Foundation. So that wraps it up. Wow. Uh, but wow. you know what? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, I, I, I literally, I'm listening to all this. I'm like, I can't wait to have my notebook ready and just get <laughs> some, you know, I, we definitely up here in the North need some, just, you know, I, I need some more things to say and some inspiration. And I know I'm going to get it the, in, next weekend. So I am it's really so looking forward to it. just jam-packed full yeah. of <laughs> Okay. So well, much. you know what? Uh, as yourselves, uh, you're coming down here to get some in-depth dressage education. But you know what? It's also tremendous fun. So you better, you know, put your party shoes on because we have the opening reception party for the forum, which is Friday, February talking. the 14th. Okay. Uh, that's Friday evening at 7.30 at the Hilton Palm Beach Airport Hotel. And this is open to all the VIP ticket holders to meet the clinicians, the panelists, the lecturers, 
uh, into an evening party under the stars by the pool patio. Oh, and nice. uh, oh yeah, now we're talking. Uh-huh. That's the uh, that's Friday evening, and uh, no, we have not forgotten about our general <laughs> seating uh, 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 ticket holders because after uh, the program finishes on Sunday, February sixteenth, all ticket holders are invited to come to an after party at the International Polo Club. Who oh, is, yeah. Um, who <laughs> That's is, what I'm uh, talking about. <laughs> now we're talking, Andreas. This is what I'm talking about. International Polo Club is very kind to host and sponsor an after party for everyone to attend Sunday evening at the International Polo Club in uh, Wellington, Florida. So, wow. That's what's lined up. Um, <laughs> Um, That's fantastic. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's an intense program, but that's what it's all about. It's uh, education presented in its highest form. I'm sure there'll still be improvements for us to uh, catch up on for next year, but for this year, um, we're doing our best to present an experience to everyone uh, that will be memorable. And. How do how do our listeners get tickets? What's what's the step now? If you say, okay, I'm coming, how do we get tickets um, up to the event? Um, quite easy, actually. All uh, everyone has to do is just go to the Global Dressage Forum uh, website, which is www.globaldressageforumna.com. Globaldressageforumna.com. And from there, they can get all kinds of information or they can just quickly click on the buy tickets link on top and uh, they can buy their tickets online. I do have to say that um, the VIP ticket section had been sold out as of last week, but we got together with our designers and uh, we have rearranged things to make a little bit more room because we were getting so many people who wanted VIP tickets but uh, did not have the opportunity. So we opened up a little bit more space for one more table and eight more seats. So those are available uh, or had been available. Um, um, As of this recording, they are available. So um, if, you know, tickets for VIPs are available General seating tickets are available, and uh, discount coupon codes are floating around. There's the USDF um, discount code, which offers a 15% discount, and the coupon code for that is capital letters USDF, the number four, and then capital letters GDFNA. So it's USDF for the number four GDFNA. And this will allow a 15% discount to all the ticket buyers, but members of DressageClinic.com. And DressageClinic.com is a major sponsor for this forum. Uh, Their members, if you're a member to DressageClinic.com, you will be entitled to a 20% discount. And the coupon code for that is capital DC, the number four, GDFNA. So tickets are at the forum, but for those of People who are just don't have the time to get on the internet, don't have you know want to do it quickly. They can just call our ticket hotline, which is uh, area code five six one nine zero nine seven six two one. That's five six one nine zero nine seven six two one, and they can just buy their tickets on their phone, and um, that makes it quick and easy for everyone. So. 
that's it for the tickets. Great. Well, Andreas, we are so looking forward to the event next week and hopefully our listeners. Um, Andreas, if, if our listeners have any other questions, how can they get a hold of you? Um, again, it's our uh, uh, customer care center. It's uh, 561-909-7621. They can call there. And if they specifically, people want to specifically speak to me personally, all they have to do is ask for my name and the line will be transferred to my office. I'm open to receive calls from anyone and everyone who would like to ask questions, make a complaint perhaps. We're not doing something correct. We want to hear about that because we're not perfect, but perfection is what we are seeking. So if something is not 100% right, let us know about it. Give me a call. I'm happy to hear suggestions, comments. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm available for that. Great. Well, thanks, Andreas. We can't wait, and we'll see you on Friday. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay and some get a few handfuls of grain a day. And most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase, made by Kentucky Performance Products, is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins, such as vitamin E, in a natural form, so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, it is my pleasure this evening to welcome Tammy Crawford from Tennessee. Uh, Tammy was on a show that I was helping Glenn produce last week, and she brought up a great topic of productive lunging. And Tammy, I'm so glad to have you on on our show, The Dressage Show. Well, thank you. I'm really flattered to be here. Well, we've been friends a long time, and uh, it was so fun to talk to you last week on Stable Scoop. And you brought up this topic of productive lunging, and we have not, I don't think Phil and I have talked about really any lunging techniques, how to do it, some just reasons why. So when you brought it up, I love the topic, and uh, get us started on your productive lunging trainer tip of the week. 
Well, you know, it's a basic thing you do with horses when you first break them and you're getting them ready to get under saddle, but it's really helpful inter, you know, interspersed throughout their, especially in the beginning, early years of their career, that you can always go back to it and remind them and just make the road a little smoother and a little easier to um, throughness and, you know, being supple and soft in the jaw and over the back. It is so true. And I don't know, Tammy, you're lucky right now to be in Florida, but we're here in Kentucky and I have been lunging a lot. Not that I necessarily want to all the time, but when there is snow sliding off the roof, sometimes you just say, you know, today is just going to be a lunge day. So talk to us about just some things. Yeah. Talk to us about some things that you find productive when it comes to lunging. Well, you know, um, there's different levels of it. If, but if I have a horse that's wanting to be a brace against the bridle and, and, you know, you've done everything you can do in the saddle and it just feels like you're getting into a wrestling match, I, I like to put them inside range. And I typically, I don't start off real tight, but I'll um, put uh, the outside side rein on and then I'll take the lunge line and I'll run it through their bit and snap it to the girth. And that will help you really get that bend and get the horse to give through the inside jaw. It's not, you don't have as good control with that, but you can definitely get more to the basic problem of getting the horse to give over his top line. Do you have any other problems that you, that you look at and try and correct uh, on the lunge? Yes, and then you can also work on the through. I mean, on the forwardness that they, uh, you know, are coming from from back to front, and that they can listen to your. You know, you work on your voice commands, and that's also helpful in the saddle. That you can mimic what they've learned on the lunge. It makes it a little easier in the saddle. You can also do a lot of forward and back. It really improves the trot. You can work on leg yielding out from the lunge line and uh, making them step under with that inside hind leg to help strengthen. Um, I find that, you know, they don't have the rider on their back so they can find their own balance and get a little more in balance, not so much on the forehand. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, these are all things that horses need that really we can help when we when we do this, which is great. Right. So, T- Tammy, what are some faults when you see people lunging? What are some faults that you see? I think the worst thing is they probably are trying to be nice and they're uh, not wanting to shorten the side reins too much and they uh, they have it. There's it's no point. They're just shuffling along, wasting their horse's legs. And really, if you do some lunging that's to the point, you don't have to lunge very long. It's not like you have to put them out there and, and lunge them for 30 minutes. I mean, a good little session could be 10 minutes before, you know, 10 to 15 minutes before you get on the horse and it's not... They've hardly uh, broken a sweat, and it um, gets the horse in the mood for the work. Oh, it's so true. I I don't know about you, Phil, but right now, you know, it's so hard because we're very inconsistent as much as even with an indoor. You know, there's days that we can't ride or that we ride. And, and, you know, sometimes I find just putting him on the lunge line, letting him sort of get that initial – fire out of their belly. You know, I, I found that it's, it's much less frustrating for me and, and has been really good to get the horses out that way. Um, more than I normally would do, but I also have never had this problem of, 
you know, it's 10 degrees one day and then we can work one day and then we can off another day. So, you know, I haven't had that. So it really does help a lot. It's yeah. I mean, I think it's really good to add into the mix. I mean, uh, I just wanted to add one, you know, a point. I think I've, you know, maybe said this before, but um, I see riders lunging horses on tight circles. And I think that's a that's a big no, no, and a big problem. But like Tammy said, I mean, you don't got to be on there for 40 minutes or so. I mean, you can do a great lunging session in 15 or 20 minutes, really work the horses. And, uh, you know, the other thing I like to see is that the horses are listening to their lunger. So, I mean, when, when a horse is going around me, I like to see uh, 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 the inside ear turned back towards me. So I know there's, you know, the horse is paying attention, that they're working. I mean, it's, it serves a purpose. It's not just, you know, sending the horse out on a line and, and letting the horse decide, okay, now I trot, now I walk, now, you know, do whatever I want for, for 20 minutes and then the rider gets on. It's like, no, they have to pay attention. You have to have... Uh, a bit of a purpose with your lunging if you're if your lunging is say okay today it's for exercise that's great another day it might be for you know being a little sharper on the aids you can work uh, like tammy said some transitions like okay we're going to go walk trot and really sharp with that transition not letting the horse just okay now trot oh now i'm going to chase you with the whip a little bit you're still not trotting oh you know like i say like to say hey this has a purpose you have to listen and uh, it's training whether you're in the saddle or on the ground you're training the horses and i think that's an important uh thing to remember when you're lunging it's not just to you know oh you're going to get out a little extra energy on the lunge line then when you're tired i'm going to get on you you know and you know i like to lunge you know with a young horse i like to lunge for 10 minutes and ride for 20 you know not lunge for 30 and ride for five that doesn't make any sense you know you're not trying to get all of the energy out you might just be you know working to get a little bit of the the um you know, the kicks out a little bit, especially in the winter, like you said, Reese, when, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you can't turn a horse out. Okay. But your, your lunging session can still serve a purpose. I think that's what, that's really important. No, I, I, I know, love that. Yeah. Go ahead, Tammy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one thing, you said something that reminded me is that absolutely you don't want them to be on those little circles where they're torquing their joints. And one thing that I do that is probably not recommended as much, but I really enjoy doing this because I don't like to be so far away from my horse unless you're in canter, you know, and the horse is having to go really forward. But when we're talking about just trotting around and just trying to see when they're using their back or they're giving and you can see their ear, I walk with them a lot. I, I keep my body at the horse's hip and I'm not close, but I'm, I'm walking a fairly big circle. So I'm driving the horse on the lunge line rather than trying rather than standing in one place and you end up pulling their head around and they end up spinning their haunches to the outside. I really work at making sure they're coming under from behind and not on a centrifuge machine. (laughs) You can walk along with them a little bit. So that's just something that I personally do. I don't think everybody prescribes to that, but that's what I always do. And I find it quite helpful. Well, and I think you're right. Just not anything you can do to not let them spin around in a 10 meter circle. I mean, that's a bad idea right. for any horse. You'll talk yeah. to any veterinarian. Yeah. And, and again, you know, that's not, not productive. And I think that that's what's so, so good about this topic is we're talking about lunging that actually does something. Not, you know, you'll go to a hunter show and I don't mean to pick on the hunters, but they send their grooms out and those horses are running around for 
an hour until they can't move. And that's, that's really not what we're talking about. We're talking about building muscle, getting, you know, helping it throughness. Maybe, you know, I think it's always good to see your horses on a lunge line and just see how they're moving. You know, you can really tell a lot when you just kind of get off their back and you just see them, see them go. And I think that that's really helpful. So, you know, there's definitely, there's techniques and there's lots of methods to lunging. I mean, you talk to probably 10 different trainers, you'll get 10 different answers. Um, but definitely things along the lines of, of, you know, there's lots of material out there to teach you how to lunge and, and what are some productive ways to lunge. So I think it's a really important topic. Yeah, I, I really like that point about, um, you know, normally when we're lunging, it's not in a lunging pen that's just one circle. You can use the arena, move up and down the arena, back and forth, you know, yeah. use the space. Sometimes I, you know, like you said, you go with the horse. I mean, you know, when I'm, I like to do a little bit of lengthening trot on, uh, you know, on the lunge line, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to be moving down the arena with the horse so that he has space to move and use his body. And, and so that you don't have to stand there and spin the horse around and around and, you know, it also ruins your footing too. So, you yeah. know, move yourself up and down. Yeah, move yourself up and down the, the up and down the ring if you have if you have space to do that because, uh, you know, that's that's helpful and teaches a horse how to move in the ring and and uh, you know because horses that I, I notice this a lot when you know horses that we start and and we you know they they always start on the lunch line. I mean that's you know I think eighty percent of people who back horses are are you know teaching them on the lunch line first. But it's really difficult when the horse learns only to make a circle, you know, and whether it's 20 meters or 15 meters or whatever space you're using, when you get on them and you want them to go straight, they're almost like, hey, what, what, you know, because they just go around and around and around all the time. That's why, you know, you can you can free lunge a little bit sometimes. We talked to uh, Scott Hassler about this in the Young Horse Trainer Symposium, stuff like this. You know, you don't have to lunge on one circle in the middle of the ring all the time. Move yourself around, move the horse around, teach him some straight lines and and some free lunging can also be, uh, you know, good inside reins. The horse learns to use himself on straight lines. And, you know, there's different ways to do it. There's different ideas. It's not just, you know, one way, you know, this is how you lunge. And, you know, you, you can uh, you can get creative a little bit, right? Right, right, exactly. Well, super. So, Tammy, what about, do you do any lunging with the riders on? You know, I, I think that's a great thing to do, but I, most of the horses I have um, and the riders that I have, I, I don't think that they would, um, I, have, I have not done that as much. But I think that's very helpful. I mean, I don't want to say that's not something to do at all, but I, I most of the people I have are um, past that. But I think we could all use a little bit of it. I probably could myself, honestly. Yeah, I know I can, especially right now. I'm so <laughs> stiff. My muscles are so stiff from it being cold. I mean, I think, and again, that's, it is, you know, lunging the rider is, is another, is another topic for another day for sure. But, um, you know, we do it, we, we probably don't do it enough either. You know, when I lived in Germany, right. it was every day for a year, I rode a horse on the lunge line. Yeah, that yeah, was uncomfortable. It's, it's good. <laughs> but it is, thing, but it would be good. It would yes. be good. Exactly, exactly. So good. It's good. So Tammy, any final thoughts for our listeners about productive lunging? Um, I think that's just, you know, I think once again, it's what I'm trying to promote is not to get out there and torture your horse out on the lunge line until he's, he's pounded his legs and he's lost his gait. It's really something that should be enjoyable. It shouldn't be for, um, you know, such a prolonged period of time. It's just 
more to set the tone of the ride and, and set the mood. And you can read your horse better to know when they're ready to work. And it's meant to be something to enhance the horse, not to break the horse down. I love that. Those are some great final thoughts. I think that's right. Enhance, help, help you read your horse. I think those are fabulous ideas. Well, Tammy, thanks so much for your time this evening. How can our listeners um, find you on the internet? I do have a website that's Tammy Crawford Dressage and um, TammyCrawfordDressage.com. Great. Well, thanks so much, Tammy, for your time and enjoy that Florida sun. Well, Philip, that was a great show. I know. I mean, I just, you know, like this, at first when we started this show, I have to say I was a little bit like, oh, this weather and, you know, this, but but now that we're, you know, kind of wrapping it up and talking to, you know, uh, you know about the GDFNA and with training, you know, every week this gives me a little bit of inspiration to get out and ride and, uh, you know, have fun with horses and I like talking to you and it's great. I know, me too. I feel the same way about the show and I hope our listeners do as well. So please don't forget our emails and our Facebook shout outs. We love having listener questions. We have a listener question in the bank, uh, I think from Vera and we will, we, yeah. Vera, we we're going to get the Vera's, yeah, we we're going to get the Vera's to topic soon. I know. Yeah. We, it always seems like we kind of run out every time every week. We want to get to this. We want to get to exactly. that. Exactly. We promise Vera, we will get to your listener question. It was a really good topic actually. So we need a little bit of time to cover it. So it was uh, when to uh, when is it time to to move on to the next horse? So great topic. Yeah, and we, well, it's kind of you know kind of next horse, next trainer, yeah. next, you know. Yeah, just when do you move up? So we promise we will get to that in the next week or two. And um, Philip, I'm excited. One week to go. We'll we'll do a show. Well, before that, actually, uh, we will record it earlier, uh, and then we'll have the week after. We'll have lots to talk about. So looking forward. It's a really great month. So looking forward to it. Sounds great, Reese. Uh, I guess you can find our show notes and links to today's guest on the website at dressageradio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. 